back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. The ticket. My name's Nate Brennan. He's the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. He's coming in hot. We want you to come in hot too. 402-464-5685. Honda the Lincoln Hotline, starter even text line. You can also check us out on Facebook, <laughs> YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. The Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream. We want to hear from you on those platforms as well. You can also give us a like, a subscribe, a share, all that great stuff. We truthfully genuinely appreciate that strict we didn't get to it in the first segment so i want to make sure we give a shout out to mary ellen's food for the so did you go there last mary night? ellen's food night? You for went the without me so. you went without me i was in the building oh charles was in the gosh. building we had some folks come in the building and have mm. some great food i left out of there with the catfish platter and Ooh. some macaroni and green Their macaroni is big time slamming and then i matter of fact i had a partial of the little partial of the spaghetti and um pretty sure you got that one last time. Too. I did. And and I what else I have? Man, I, I, I went in there and grubbed. I'm kind of upset you went without me, I'm not I'm gonna lie. Sorry. I know. Well, I mean I understand. Unfortunately I was asleep because it's a little bit past my bedtime. But Yeah. Shout out to Sways. The Sways on the YouTube stream. He says, Hey, I know that you guys don't know much about wrestling. Let's put it out. We know that you don't know much about wrestling or talk much about wrestling, but Huskers are going to the Las Vegas to Las Vegas to defend the Cliff Keen Las Vegas Invitational title. Mm-hmm. Eleven of the nation's top twenty-five Division One teams are there. That is a big tournament. Huskers are out there to defend it. Wow. To defend it, they're going out there to make it happen. Shout out to the Huskers, the Husker wrestling team, getting out there to get the job done. Big time tournament out in Vegas. We're rooting for you. We're lo- we're, we're we're looking for you to get it done out there. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. Absolutely. We wish you well. Yeah, that's awesome. I actually uh, didn't know about that. So the Sways, we appreciate you. That's why we appreciate all of you on the Starter Game and Jewelers video stream. All right, Strick, let's get into it. Your expertise, Nebraska basketball last night. They will officially defeat the Boston College Eagles. Uh, for what it's worth, though, before we get into that game, uh, the ACC would win the Big Ten ACC Big Ten Challenge eight to six. So very close matchup. Well, when it's all mm-hmm. said and done, uh, Nebraska did their part in helping out the Big Ten after beating Boston College. But final score in this one, eighty-eight. Yes, eighty-eight points. Almost dropped hundred. Eighty-eight to sixty-seven. Uh, the the storyline in this one, Nebraska outscores Boston College in the second half. 51 to 33 after only leading by three uh, after the first half. Kase Tamanaga is your high point scorer with 23 points, seven for eight from the field, five for five. From at the free, the free throw, throw line, Blaze Keita leads the team with eight rebounds. Uh, Bandemil, Emmanuel Bandemil, your boy Strick has six assists in the game. So, so did Greasel. Um, he did. So, so good. Uh, good game all around for the Huskers. And we were talking about this yesterday, Strick. The uh, Nebraska is about to go on. Let's just say a pretty tough stretch. Here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're going to have Creighton, Purdue, and Indiana. So uh, uh, almost as tough of a stretch as you could possibly ask for if you're a Nebraska fan. 
but just want to know your thoughts. This is uh, this is a good game for Nebraska, and I'll be honest with you, Strick. I I did say yesterday I think Nebraska is going to win. I didn't think it was going to be like this. I mean, yeah. this they, they blew them out in the second half, opposite of what we've seen earlier this year. Absolutely, and they were playing great defense as well. Um, definitely in the first half, they started off pretty good on the defensive side of things. Um, they got hot. Um, let me CJ CJ Peha got hot and hit a couple of threes, um, kept them in the game, brought it closer. There were a couple bad mistakes that Nebraska had made to kind of, you know, keep the game closer than what it was in the first half. And then, um, um, so they shot about 50%, but then second half, they were three for 12, 25%. So the defense ratcheted up a little bit. They got after him a little bit more. Um, I love the fact that Greasel improved over the course of the game. Um, Greasel's been averaging about four turnovers a game. He was six and only two turnovers. Nebraska only had ten turnovers, and at least four of those, I can tell you, were unforced. Um, I know there was two by Jerron Gary that one slipped out of his hand somehow. One was a bad traveling call, just just unforced. Um, one was dribbled off the foot of Bandamil, and then there were a couple where guys just kind of got caught in the air and they didn't have nowhere to go with it. So out of the 10 turnovers, there were four of them that were bad that you can eliminate. You have to eliminate those bad ones right. because it's, it's, it, they have to play pretty solid across the board. But only 10 turnovers, that's pretty good. Um, what I liked about it is the assist numbers. 21 assists for the game. That's solid. Sharing that's the, the kind of stuff that you're going to have to you – know, look, there was only uh, 12 assists for um, – for Boston College. And 21 assists, that means that you're sharing the rock. That means that you're taking the right. That's how you can shoot 61% for a game. They had been shooting bad earlier in the season. They'd just been missing shots. It wasn't right. that the shots that they were taking were bad. Right. Early in the season, probably the first two games, they took some bad ones. But this, they were pretty solid. They understood the kind of shots that they needed to take. They understood the type of shots that they needed to pass up. So I was impressed by that. But the thing that I'm not impressed with and that they need to work at, well, one other thing I was impressed with, they're winning rebound battles. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they won this one by plus four. So those are things that are important as well. Actually, plus five. Those are things that are important. Well, they're winning rebound battles, which is going to be important. They need to either be, as I talked about at the beginning of the season, we talked about some of these things that they need to do in order to have some success in the Big Ten. They have to be able to be close, win, or tie in rebound battles. They can't get like they did last year, negative seven, negative ten. It just kills you. It kills you. It's just those Because a lot of those opportunities, anytime you have rebounds, what ends up happening after that, Nate? Kick out what? In three. Mostly. It's like it never fails. <laughs> wide open it's three. It's a wide open kick out three, and they usually never miss the second one. So those are things. But the big problem that they need to correct in order to have a, a, a solid run in this next stretch is they have to shoot better free throws. You can't. They're shooting under seventy percent free throws for the year. They can't do that. You know, sixty-six last night, sixty-seven last night from the free throw line. They have to do better because they're going to be in close, tight games. And when you're in close, tight games, they're called free throws. Mm-hmm. That means free opportunities. You've got to take advantage of free opportunities because late they're down free. the stretch, late down the stretch, they're going to foul you. Lay down the stretch. If you don't make them, the you're putting team. yourself or setting yourself up for uh, a, a tough losses. So that's the thing that they have to do. And was, what was also nice to see, Strick, well, for one, a lot of the bench guys got to get in. And 
That is what once you five guys in double figures. ACC Big Ten play, we don't see that very often for Nebraska. So always good to see. Uh, Shout out to Oleg Sam Hoiberg got on the uh, floor as well. One of our guys here at the ticket. Um, What was interesting to me. And let me know if something like this is possible moving forward. We talked about Derek Walker, the importance of him being on the court. Uh, he found himself in foul trouble early, only played 18 minutes. Blaze Keita comes off the bench, plays 18. Now, he only takes two shots, but what really sticks out to me, eight rebounds. So Productive. You're, you're, you're making a difference on the defensive side of the mm-hmm. ball and on the board. Took a charge, too. On the glass. Took a charge. Like mm-hmm. I, I just look at this Nebraska team. And if you're going to have any type of success moving forward, those are the kinds of things we didn't see last year. Exactly. That right there. Don't force shots. He took two shots. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Highly efficient, mm-hmm. not contested, two for two. Two for two. Get your rebounds, play your 18 minutes. How many fouls did he have? Get your fouls. You get three hard fouls. Yeah. Call it a game. Boom. Rock and roll. Yeah. That's what they need from role players. And I think that these guys are starting to get their role. Mm -hmm. And that is huge. Huge. When you see a guy like Blaze Keita only take two shots. And the thing is, I I bet you'll tell him this too. If you take two shots, but you have eight boards, you take a charge, you make a difference on the defensive side of the ball, cool. Done it. Cool. Done your job. Thank you. Winning basketball. That is winning basketball. Facts. And that's what they're going to have to do. Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely going to have to do that. They're going to have to continue that because this is a tough stretch. This is a great – look, those early games were learning curve games. They were. Those, those they were the were. games that you kind of learn. You learn your identity. You learn your roles. You learn um, how to take the beating and keep on ticking. You're on the road. Yeah. 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 You, learn, you learn a lot from those things. You 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 then come down this stretch and it's still learning curve. It's still early. See these 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 games these tests the Creightons, um, the Purdue's, the Indiana's top ten teams coming in this early prepares you for late season runs. This is how you put yourselves in position. Purdue late. is no joke. No 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 question. No no question. They're they're no they're no joke. And then and then Indiana. So you've got three different types of teams. Uh, one's going to be Creighton's going to be solid. They're going to execute. They're going to run their stuff. They're going to challenge you in your discipline. They're going to challenge you in your rotations. They're going to challenge you in in making sure that you make shots because they're going to challenge your shots. And so you've got to be solid in order to be solid. They're, they're kind of like the older Gonzaga. This, this new Gonzaga team isn't the same as they used to no, be. No. But they're like the older Gonzaga. You, you're going to have to beat them. And that's this. They're, they're like the new Gonzaga to me. So they're like the old Duke. You know, just just they're going to run their stuff. They're going to execute. If you're not disciplined, you're giving up layups, short jumpers, wide open jumpers. Because they're going to execute. They're going to execute. So that's what you're going to see out of Creighton. So that's going to test your those aspects of you. You're going to test your your Indiana game is going to test your physicality. They're going to get after you defensively. They're going to pound you on the boards. Trace Jackson Davis is going to beat you up on the inside. You're going to have guys, they're not not necessarily the greatest shooting of teams, but they're going to be able to get a lot of different opportunities that if you don't play them right, they can knock them down. So you're going to get physicality and strong defense, top-notch IQ type of team out of Indiana. I want to ask you about this, Strick, because I saw this on social media, and I'm not entirely sure – 
how I feel about it, and I want to ask someone that's played at a high level. So Kese plays 25 minutes off the bench, lights out. I mean, seven for eight from the field, four for five from three, drops a career-high 23. Do you move a guy that's having success on the bench like that into the starting rotation? Because this is my thing is, I've always viewed it as long as he's getting starter minutes, which in this game he did, then I think he's fine. Maybe he plays better against the second unit. Maybe he's the guy that you want coming off the bench to have that extra energy. I don't know, but I, I've seen both sides of the coin, and I just see everyone saying, why isn't Kese starting? It, it, maybe that's by design. Kese, my left-handed uh, com- comrade. We're both left-handed. Um, I, that is true. Me, How about that? Me, in, in, in my role outside of Dallas, was that. Sixth man come off the bench, change the energy, change the flow, do get some defensive turnovers and take maybe a lead or take maybe a short deficit and turn it into a lead. Let your presence be known. Yes. Yeah. So I like KC coming off the, 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 the back. You want that kind of extra energy. If things are in a lull, you want somebody that can come in and turn up and ratch up the, the heat a little bit. Similar to like what Vinnie Johnson used to do for the old Detroit the microwave. Pistons. You know what I'm saying? Guys like that, like what, what um, um, Jamal Crawford used to do for a lot of teams where he came off the bench and just lit it up on you. Those type of things, you know, six men are important. And if you've got a good one, leave them in that role. Let them have success there. You know, let them continue because they understand what it is. They know they're going to play a certain amount of minutes. Because he's they're playing starter minutes yeah. is the thing. So just leave them there. Leave them there. Let him just continue to understand when I come in, I'm gonna, I, I, I know I'm going to allow things to happen, but they want me to do this. They need me to do that. I have to be effective here. That's what they, that's, you know, stay in that role because it keeps you in a certain mindset. Starter minutes are different than off the bench minutes. Right. Now, I, I'd have to look before we go to break, I'd have to look at the actual specifics during the Hoiberg era. But if I had to guess, this is probably the first five and three start under the Hoiberg era for Nebraska. Uh, overall thoughts. I mean, we've seen the highs, we've seen the lows. We're about to get into Big Ten play here soon, Stricken. As we've seen the Big Ten year, the Big Ten this year, uh, maybe not what they're used to in the past, but they got some teams and they got some they got some guys that can play in the Big Ten. So, are are you feeling more confident or less confident than you were at the beginning of the season? No, I I felt that they were there where I thought they would be. Okay. Um, again, this this these early games, these early tests are all learning curve things for them. You've got to still remember this team is still really figuring themselves out. You've got three starters that are transfer guys. Right. So these, it's not like you guys came up through the ranks together. It's not like you were built together um, from the ground up. It's not like you were part of the foundation of a freshman crew like the Fab Five. It's not. That's not what it was. So you, you're still trying to figure it out, and they're still figuring it out. They're still figuring out how to play with Derek Walker. So there's still a lot of things to learn from in each game and so I think all of this stuff is going to prepare them either prepare them propel them or they're going to fall you know at the end because it just but I just don't see that I see them continuing to scrap I see them continuing to hustle I see them continuing to dive I see them continuing to hit the floor I see them I see all the things even after they've had some struggles that they're continuing to do so you just hope they continue that and that's the thing it's been a pleasant surprise because 
for what it's worth, even if, even if the production isn't there on the court, the guys are trying. I mean, yeah. it, it, it you can visibly see it's a different yeah. production on the court, and, and and it's refreshing to see. And again, Nebraska absolutely blows out Boston College, five and three on the season. Uh, definitely something to keep in mind moving forward because they got some big matchups. You knock off one of those, and let's rock and roll. You beat off a Creighton, you beat off an Indiana, you uh, you beat a Purdue at home. It's rock and roll. Let's Listen, see where this team can go. One game's one game's good. Two games, excellent. Excellent. Three games, we're jumping through the roof. If, if Nebraska wins the next three games, jumping through the roof. I uh, well, we can start a national house of championship. Uh, we're house of painting in here. Wait, something something's gonna happen because that would jump be around crazy. Nebraska would be ranked too. I can promise you that. So we'll see. We'll pump the brakes just a little bit. We got to get the shootout with Strick next. Uh, staying in the college basketball realm. Interpret that how you will. Call us now four two four six four five six eight five. Shootout with Strick coming up next on the block. Mm-hmm.